Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast, creating pathways, connecting people to Christ, to others, to purpose. Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast. This is the place where we love to say Jesus is the way. And we really would just love to say that, but yeah. <laughs> we uh, do talk about other things. And Jesus is the way. Everything else is a conversation. Today, we are having a conversation from, um, I don't know, I don't imagine Thessalonians is one of the more popularly read <laughs> epistles, but uh, we're in First uh, and Second Thessalonians this week. So, in fact, today being Second Thessalonians chapter 1, and... Uh, Josh, Deli, and Arnick in studio with me today. So welcome, fellas. Good to have you here. Yo, thank you. The mics missing Jeremy today. Uh, there's only Working four hard. seats. Whoever gets here first gets the seat. <laughs> the other guy has oh, to yeah, sit that's out right. in the that's lobby. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so knocking out, uh, knocking out Thessalonians. Brian preached on this on Sunday. Uh, covered quite a bit. Talked about uh, work ethic, right, and that. Uh, you know, has this actually happened? Has the coming of the Lord actually happened or not? If he's coming soon, why do we need to work? Like, what's the story anyway? And so we open up here with classically Paul giving the thanksgiving for everybody, but then we, we move right into uh, some conversation about, you know, what's coming, what's happening, and how to stand firm. So that's my part. You guys have it for me. <laughs> Well, yeah, Josh, why don't you go ahead and take that away, man? <laughs> well, I read it. Okay, I read it this morning uh, out of the Passion Translation. And, um, you know, Paul opens it up like he, like he does other epistles. But what struck me is, starting in verse 4, he just says, We point to you as an example of unwavering faith. And I think um, just in a personal walk, you know, my... Uh, I I connected with that is that I want my faith to be like that of the Thessalonians of unwavering that regardless of the circumstance, mm. regardless of the situation, even regardless of things that I don't know or that I'm growing in or that I need to be stretched into um, that I need to mature in. Um, I want my faith to be unwavering. So I, uh, I would imagine and, and Brian spoke to it on Sunday, but, these were young believers or young, young in the faith um, in Thessalonica, but they seemed to be maturing quickly, although you know, there was areas, but they, they do seem to be maturing quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian's point was that uh, this was an earlier book from Paul, therefore, as a result, it was an earlier Gentile church, mm-hmm. which was pretty new, not mm-hmm. just new believers in their mm-hmm. area, but like cosmopolitanly, in the region, everywhere, worldwide, new believers. Mm-hmm. And these are the things he put out there. Yeah, one of the things, as you're leading into that, at verse 4, um, you know, it says, we boast about your perseverance and your faith mm-hmm. in all these persecutions and trials that you are enduring. So again, he's writing to them while they're in these things. And then and it continues on to 5. All of this is evidence that God's judgment is right, and as a result, you will be counted worthy in the kingdom of God you are suffering. God is just. He will pay back those. And so I, I, I was. I, I even wrote this in here before about this, this suffering, this these trials partnered with like righteous endurance. You know, like like thinking about these two things like in hand. God's judgment and God's love. Like this this justness that He will take care of things, 
but you still have to endure them. You like you still have to persevere in faith. And I think about that like just purifying, <laughs> like in a purifying sense. Like it's it's purifying um, walking with Him. Like it's going to be hard. <laughs> like it's going to be yeah. um, trialing. It's going to be just you have to and you persevering in that. And that's what just builds. Uh, builds faith and that what's makes us worthy it counts us worthy and that and again that's what you're talking about like these are young believers that uh, not young believe young people but just young in their faith but because these persecutions they've like wow look at these people like doing that in this area and it's encouraging for others too so i don't know that's why that's why i was kind of thinking about a little bit here it's a tension like it's a tension of both of those but it's um, it counts us worthy, and it's like we, we we can have joy in that as well. Well, joy when we have understanding. Yeah, yeah. Right, and the big picture. I think Paul is trying to give him a sense of the big picture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to us that when we're doing right, suffering should happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that, that seems That's unfair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I say I've heard. I mean, I said it to people. I'm like the only time fair is in the scripture is fair weather. Uh, a fair damsel, farewell. You know, farewell. <laughs> like that's it. There is no fair in this thing, and we get this sense of uh, if I'm living for God, and you know, I'm doing. There's some doing stuff. I'm doing right. Then the return on that investment is uh, no, no issues, no, no pain. Yeah. That's not just, the case. Well, and I think it's because uh, you know, unless you can build character some other way. Mm-hmm. But he talks about, and both of you read it, the perseverance. There's only one way you develop perseverance, yeah. and that's persevering. Persevering, yeah. And the only time you need to persevere is when it's rough. Yeah, when you're in the thick of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I was talking to someone the other day. I said, it's not surrender if you want it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if I offer you something you wanted, you didn't surrender to that. I mean, you you wanted it. It's not submission if you want it and it's not <coughs> perseverance if it's not a struggle yeah. and you mm-hmm. have to go through these struggles jesus himself right learned obedience mm-hmm. philippians 2 through the things he suffered mm-hmm. i read a quote this morning um, from a guy named robbie dawkins and he said uh, the gospel is not a better yourself message it's a spend yourself message and I, that struck me again this morning as I was just doing some personal devotion of, you know, it's, it's, it's not about what we get. It's about what we give. And, and he's asking us to give ourselves So in mm-hmm. all those areas. And that comes with difficulty, surrender, sacrifice, and uh, that cup of suffering and joy. Mm-hmm. Well, and the goodness of God lets us know that we... It's better to give than receive. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, through our giving, we live a better life. There's outflow. Greed is not a problem in our life, right? We don't have all the insecurity. We're just empty and open and giving and sharing. And um, the person that's not, I have a rally who uh, passed away a few years ago, possibly the most selfish human being I've ever met, and only ever did what he wanted to do. And I mean, I really believe that's the case. Like he only did what he wanted to do. And if he didn't want to do it, he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And he died a broken man, handful of people. He called the place he lived in. He lived in a hovel. That's what he called it. Mm-hmm. That was his words. And abandoned by many and forgotten by many. And I think that's what you reap when you're that mm-hmm. 
frankly selfish, right? And not giving, self-serving. And so the Lord would surely know uh, far better than we that living a life outside of ourselves, being a face in someone's story, the flow of giving. That's why giving is one of the eight steps. Like what is that stuff we, we all need to give? There's no, there's no fulfillment without giving. Uh-uh. And enduring and struggle and character. And I just, you know, I don't like it either. But uh, I, I'm not sure there are many other ways we develop that. And what is faith? Faith is only happens when it's not in your hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? yep. These things of faith and perseverance. And writing down that, you know, uh, God was right. And this, this, this passage says, you know what? God was right. What he said about you came through. He mm-hmm. was right. And we celebrate you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we do that enough. Celebrate folks that suffer and persevere and uh, probably frankly in our culture we may think more about even ourselves like well what's wrong or how could we pray him out of that situation mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah. probably true kind of funny when you're praying for someone to be out of something and the lord's like uh <clears throat> mm-hmm. i uh <laughs> i'm doing this mm-hmm. i'm authoring it's like get behind them satan <laughs> and the lord's like uh, that's me yeah there there's i was actually just thinking about this the other I was listening to a podcast or something, but there was a guy that said something about the way that we pray sometimes when we're saying, and not and not to put down anybody who does pray like this, because, I mean, we do want to pray for protection, but he was talking about praying for protection and safe travels and, and you know, and all these things when, when it's like you don't really see that a lot in here. Like, let's pray for protection. It's more of like I'm going to pursue and endure no matter what the circumstances so it's like it's and i was thinking about this in this podcast was um he was saying man how about if something does happen like how did how your faith is just like shown through those instances how that is so impactful rather than when nothing happens at all you know like right like i just right, like nothing of, happens so i'm kept and i'm in favor yeah and we, we are thankful for that we are thankful i mean for I, that. I came yes, home exactly. from a long trip Somebody's like, how'd it go? I said, every time I get home safe, it's a good trip, yeah, right? Yeah. So we appreciate that. But then in the same, like, what's the service to the kingdom? Mm, mm-hmm. uh, and we know, is it uh, oh, Corinthians, maybe? I don't remember. But where we comfort others with the comfort that we received, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And the power of that. I'm thinking on this same line of, you know, the Lord is saying he's the one that authored it. I, I looked it up. I flipped quickly to Job 42. And in... Uh, in Job 42, um, it says they uh, they comforted and consoled him, Job, over all the trouble the Lord had brought upon him. Mm. And when I read that years ago, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, clearly Satan, whatever that whole deal is in the beginning of Job, where Satan busts in on the board meeting, you know, or whatever's going on there, and says, have you, con-, you know, that whole thing, and he's like, have you considered him? That that story. But it kind of it's the last chapter of the book, and this is the wrap up. There probably aren't five verses left, mm. and it says, uh, "Of all the trouble the Lord brought upon Job," and I have thought of that often uh, in in trouble and and as a as a child of God, I actually wonder, even given the Job story, what can Satan do mm. that the Lord doesn't say okay? Mm-hmm. What part of my yeah. life is he even allowed to touch? And according to the Job story, he's not allowed to touch anything mm-hmm. unless the Lord says so. So yeah. somewhere in there, 
even just to consider, but not, not to consider from a despairing place, but to consider from you've got me and you trust me. And, uh, Man, that's does that that feels like faith just sitting here right now talking. <laughs> yeah, about it. we're not even living through it. We're like, whoa! You can almost feel faith like blossoming in your heart. Like I have got to trust God's grace and goodness and mercy. Wow! Yeah, when sovereignty. people are suffering, yeah. oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. When people are suffering, and frankly, when someone's suffering, I'm not going to go speak to them from Second uh, Thessalonians one and say, "Hey, here's what's going on here," because they're struggling. You're hurting, right? The greater yeah, the hurt, the fewer, greater the hurt, the fewer the words. Mm-hmm. But the principle of um, can we move toward that space mm-hmm. where when there is trial, when there is suffering, I mean, you said it, you preached it a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. the encouragement of his supremacy mm-hmm. and his sufficiency. Mm-hmm. That's, that's real deal stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about it. I'm just glad that it's not generalized. Because sometimes it feels like he's the author of the suffering instead of the one that orchestrates how it gets used. And I think sometimes the difficulty is telling the difference. Are you are you advocating the suffering? Are you authoring it? Or are you just going to use it? And I think that Paul speaks to this thing that it's not just a generalized thing. God's aware of it. He sees it ahead of time. And the part that is, to me, the faith piece put into words is you have to believe that he knows how this will work for you. I I contemplated that scripture my whole life. For we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are the call according to his purpose. When you're called according to God's purpose, you have all these things that come in your life and you have to have a relationship with God and a faith understanding that if he's allowed it into your life, it has some eventual purpose. Well, the phrase there is, according to his, his purpose. purpose. <laughs> his purpose. According to his purpose. Yeah, he's, and what's interesting is he's not going to negotiate about it. Uh, Job didn't know the end of Job's story. And I think a lot of times when we read those scriptures, because we're so familiar with the conclusion, we don't get that he's in it. And Paul is speaking to people that are in it. It's not a generalization about suffering. He's actually talking to people that are trying to figure out, okay, and have this new relationship with God. I didn't know it came with all this. And he incentivizes it. And I think that sometimes in our in our idea as believers, we're afraid to talk about the incentive. But I think that we have to highlight the incentive of suffering, the glory. Jesus didn't even do it without, he never took his suffering into consideration without also considering the glory. That's what the scripture says. Mm-hmm. So, I was going to say for, yeah. for the glory set before the him. Set right? that before, was set yeah. before that's him, that's, he endured it. That's yeah. And he looked to that, and I think that and that's Philippians two as well, right? That's the same right. thing we talked about: obedience through suffering. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that's my joy in it. It doesn't feel good at all to suffer, but the joy in it is the joy that's set before you. Mm-hmm. That's why we endure it. That's and we have a right to do that. Uh, we don't have to play with that at all. We don't have to feel like we're bad Christians because we need something good to look for out of it. 
the, it's the joy that's set before us that incentivizes. So the, per, the actually, according to its purposes, there is purpose in it. It's yeah. not random. Yeah. It's not, uh, like we say, random acts of kindness. It's not random acts of harm. Right. Right? There's something in it. Um, yeah. I keep replaying the verse you're talking about for the glory set before him. He endured the cross, endured, despising yeah. the shame. That's yeah. pretty strong language. Yeah. And became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, yeah. right? Yeah, he hated it. He hated what he was in. He despised what he was in. Yeah, that's pretty strong through. language, despising yeah. the whole thing. Of it. And the shame of it that he didn't get out of. Yeah. He was still shamed. Yeah. And right. I'm, mocked. I'm, sorry, I'm trying to learn to do that. Learn to he be healthy and despise it. It's okay to say, God, I hate this. I don't like what I'm enduring. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. I want to trust you. But God is both. He's the God that authors your betterment for the sake of the, because that's what Paul said. Um, I'm letting you go through this, verse 5, to make you worthy of the kingdom. So he's the comforter. As a result. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sometimes I'm praying to God, I'm like, man, you're the trouble and the solution. <laughs> and, and I think about that, I'm like, God, man, it's just like if the more I get to know you, I'm starting to find out you have these things that you work out ahead of time. Yeah. And you don't give us any warning. You don't tell us about it. Mm. But there's joy in it. And it's just the trust of knowing, man, six months from now, this is going to make a lot of sense. Mm. It doesn't make any sense right now, though. Well, but I'll, it will. Yeah. I also think sometimes we're the trouble and he's still the solution. Yeah. Right? So some of our suffering isn't always him, but it's he yeah. has that solution That's exactly and he right. works it all together. Yeah. Right? So. You, you drew that out beautifully, Andy. And I don't know if you remember when you preached about Joe. There was something in there. I mean, he was an upright man. He was righteous, yeah. but the first chance he got, he found something in himself that accused God. And so, like yeah. me, yeah, he had something to pull out. Mm -hmm. I was thinking a minute ago, Second uh, Thessalonians is three chapters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, People act like Job is three chapters. Yeah, Like yeah. chapter one, chapter two, Satan lost everything. Chapter 42 gets it all back twice as much. Yeah, right? there's, there's 40 chapters in the middle yeah. where he struggles <laughs> with his own character mm -hmm. and really reveals. Yeah. In fact, one of my favorite chapters in the whole Bible is in the middle in the 20s where the Lord says, stand up like a man, and I'm going to talk to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. He does this poetic brilliance of, here's all I've created, and where were you? <laughs> and where were you when the, you know, yeah, and I, I saved the snow, and, you know, Leviathan makes an appearance in that whole poet, right? And mm -hmm. What in the world? And so some of that is just doing business with how big he is, mm -hmm. How big we're not, yeah. but also not a shame game. But like, and he loves us, and and somewhere in that whole piece, there's there's Thanksgiving that surfaces, bubbles up, trust mm -hmm. that bubbles up, gratitude mm -hmm. that bubbles up. Several times in this conversation, I'm flashing back to a picture of a doctor's office and a little curly-haired Emma, mm -hmm. and she's little, and I don't recall what the shot was for. But I'm on one side of the room, and she's sitting, you know, four or five feet away, and they're checking and doing knee things and all that. And then, you know, a little alcohol rub and a shot. And I, I remember the look she gave me. 
<laughs> How could you? Yeah, like, what, what are you doing? I think we've all like, seen hey, that look. This yeah. hurts me, and you're sitting there doing nothing about it. Yeah. What is going This is not our deal, mm-hmm. right? That She's looking at me like, has no understanding of what's going on. Mm-hmm. This is not our deal. Now, in no way are me or any of us that sovereign right to know. But we believed that what was happening was helping her, right. even though she didn't understand it, to her good, not just not just the good of the family, you know, but to her good. And I can so easily put myself in that spot and see the suffering of other people where they look at the Lord and they're like, hey, 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 hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why? You should have looked at Emma and just said, I reckon that the sufferings <laughs> of this present type are not worthy to be compared. She would have been like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is not what I said, but that would have been, yeah. yeah. And you know, the, the idea of all this, um, within context again, uh, new, new believers. Mm. And uh, Brian, I know Brian brought this out a bit on Sunday. He's talking to a group of people here that are basically saying, hey, as the day of the Lord come, because if it has, this is not cool. Like, are we all done here? Because if, if this is the heaven that we've been, you know, or the, this is the life abundant that we've been mm. promised, like, ooh. That's not it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrong yeah. road, right? Open door number three, right? Mm-hmm. This is not good. And they were really struggling with what that meant. And then he talks about the man of lawlessness and all these other things that are coming. Oh, no, no, actually all these other things have to happen before it's end game. Mm -hmm. And there's something greater. Yeah. That's something that I remember every time I get in that place. The New Living Translation in verse 11 says this, so we keep on praying for you, asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of his call. But then it says, may he give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. And I don't know about you guys, I truly can look back at my life and see some bad spots that were necessary to make me who I am today for the sake of the kingdom. Just, I mean, something as generic as I've been in a service before and everything just stopped working. And I'm prepared for that today. And the first time that happened, that the anxiety of that, the embarrassment of that, you wanted to disassociate yourself from it. And you're a teenager, and you, you, you're afraid people are going to think you did something. But, trouble. But, I mean, the, the fix of that prepared me for the next 20 times when something like that happens. And I, I want people to be touched by that and to know that God is just not in, he's not just in a bad mood. He's preparing you for things that you probably aren't prepared to handle without the lesson that suffering gives to you. And I, I don't. that's true for marriage. That's true for parenting. That's true for your personal walk. Mm-hmm. Bad times are great preparation for survival and accomplishment. And I think Paul was encouraging them that, okay, guys, you're going through this and this at this present time seems to be this fruitless thing, but it's going to give you the strength to accomplish more than what you can now. Mm. And there's comfort in that. Dilly talks about the tensions. Then he said a minute ago, some of the tensions. I'm I'm looking through this as you're 
talking about 11. And, and he says he prays this. He says, we're praying this for this reason. My, my translation says, we're praying this so that. So that the name of the Lord may be glorified and that you in him, he in you and you in him, right? This mm-hmm. whole thing. That, mm-hmm. and, and then I, I looked up and it says that you may be counted worthy. So what flashes is, you know, if you're standing in front of a congregation, is anybody worthy? Well, nobody's going to raise their hand. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, you know, that, and we're not worthy of his gift to us. And, and, and then there's this aspect of you can live a life such that you would be counted worthy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? And it's almost like not of his, uh, I mean, how's that hit you? Because I'm like, whoa, there's, I'm not worthy of his, I don't know, it feels like I'm not worthy of his death for me and salvation, but is there a worthiness to serve him, a worthiness of the uh, giftings he's given me or the, I've proved, almost like I've proven myself to be worthy of the responsibility. The call, I, it says the calling, <laughs> count you worthy of his calling. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily saving me, called into salvation. I don't think, that doesn't, that doesn't seem like that's what that is. It seems more like he's called me into this place and now he is refining mm-hmm. and working and I'm hanging in there, you know. I'm doing the reps and I'm taking it on the chops and I'm trusting and serving and somewhere in there, it's as if he says, now you're worthy of the <laughs> yeah. calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very right. interesting to consider. I, While I, remaining humble, right? While remaining, yeah. you know, I, this is all you. Yeah. I'm simply a vessel out of the way. I, I mean, I think about I mean, just exactly what you said that. Jesus may be glorified in you. I think about a reflection, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like a, the water is not an image of the sky, right? It is the reflection of what is already there. Like, and so I think about that. Like, man, when we I think about sanctification, like being made holy, being refined and purified, and all those things. Like, it is, yeah, it is like counting us more worthy. It's sanctifying us to be more like Him, imitating. Paul imitating, you know, imitating these people to, man, to count us worthy. For, so we were talking yeah, about yeah. falling upward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So yeah, the book. Yeah. You read that. I'm reading it right now. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be a second half of life book. That's mm-hmm. how it was pitched to me. Yeah, I read it my first half. Yes. Well, you'll be smarter <laughs> than I was <laughs> when you get to your second half of life. I guess I better get to read yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, It basically says you spend the first half, you know, this is ballpark, but yeah. you spend the first half of your life building your box, mm-hmm. putting everything in this box. Mm-hmm. And you spend the second half of your life emptying the box. Yeah. And as I'm listening to this uh, and listening to you and I'm thinking about the, the, the worthy part, worthy of his calling, is not I'm all bulked up, muscly, you know, coming in with the crowd and the music and the walk-in music. Yeah. <laughs> I'm empty mm-hmm. and surrendered and and not a shell of a person, but but hollow and open. Yeah. Right? Yes. Where the open flow handed, is, yeah. yeah, the flow Absolutely. is clean, mm-hmm. which is opposite world, as we might think. Of yeah, yeah we, we've been made into mean? that. I am now that, right? Like that's, that's, what, the, that's what the world all is. all that other stuff out. Yeah. Probably through suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. perseverance. Creates yeah. a humility and a willingness and a yes that is submissive and quiet 
and not Audi or any of those things. But strong. But strong. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I was I listen I was listening to the Ragamuffin Gospel, um, which is by Brendan Manning, and and I pulled this quote up. It says, uh, "We should be astonished at the goodness of God, stunned that He should bother to call us by His name, our mouths wide open at His love, bewildered that at this very moment we are standing on holy ground." This is from a Franciscan priest in you know later age, right? Yeah. This is at the well, second. Richard Rohr wrote this book. He's he, a yeah, priest as well. Mm -hmm. Later age. Yeah. So this is the Catholic priest show today, right? <laughs> bringing the good news. Mm. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the the awe, the wonder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which puts things in perspective. Yeah. yeah. Even in the circumstance, yeah. in the situation, in the difficulty, mm -hmm. we are standing on holy ground. Mm. That's good. In chains or free. Yep. Right? Broken or hobbling or singing or... Or all of the above at yeah. times, yeah. right? Yes. We've all been there. Well, I think that the truth of the statement is where we are that's it's where we it's are it's the opportunity to be standing in that place okay, how about uh why don't you why don't you run with that pray that mm. pray that over us as we close out today yeah god we are we are we are recognizing we want to recognize that where are where we are in life we are standing on your holy ground we mm -hmm. we stand with our mouths open in awe of you thankful to um to walk through the things that you walked and to do the things you've done You've called us to do greater things. So we choose, um, no matter what's going on in our lives, to that unwavering faith. Yeah. Give us that, God, today. Give us unwavering faith mm -hmm. regardless. Yes. We trust you. We thank you. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 So uh, for you listening, I don't know. I've, I've had someone, I had someone preach on a CD once. And as soon as they started speaking, I started crying in the car. Mm. So you may feel, you may feel this. I don't want to be presumptuous, but when you began to pray, I just felt a shift in the whole space, man. Mm. Yeah. Um, the holiness and the how honoring it is uh, for God to call us into that space. Mm -hmm. Hope you're feeling that today. Thank you for joining us, fellas. Good to be around the table with you today, um, friend. I hope you're able to. Read through these chapters and contemplate and ponder and listen mm -hmm. and let the Lord strengthen you. Grace and peace to you. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, take care. Mm -hmm.